and welcome to the Simplified Organization podcast. I'm Misty Winkler, author of The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I'm joined by my good friend, Sarah McKenzie. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Sarah is best known as the author of Teaching from Rest and the Read Aloud Family, and she's the host of the Read Aloud Revival podcast, but her most important work is done right at home, where she and her husband of 20 years homeschool their six children. 20 years, I know, it's our 20 year also, and it's like, whoa, it feels big, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I felt like we should do like a big trip or something, but that didn't happen. We just went out to dinner, but that was fine. (laughs) That's kind of like, that's a good symbol of like kind of what 20 years looks like, actually. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So you have a lot going on in your home, even just with six kids in homeschooling. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times some of our problems with trying to get things together, get a handle on life, get organized and our struggles in making that look the way we think it ought to look is comparing ourselves to other people and thinking that it should look a certain way, look like maybe the magazines or the Pinterest tell us an organized home should look like. And it just, real life doesn't work that way. (laughs) And our families are all different with different needs. So I'm sure that you experience that with Yeah. I mean, I think comparing ourselves to other, I mean, that's just the name of the game. That's how, that's the thing that always causes us to fret, I think, and worry that we're not enough. But I think it's also like comparing ourselves against our own expectations for what it was going to be like, or what we think we should be able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Because I know my own biggest frustrations, whether it's in homeschooling or in homemaking are always because I'm falling short of some lofty expectation I set for how much I think I should be able to get done or how tidy my home should be, or, you know, how many times a week I can make a homemade meal or something. So it's always I think that comparison, my my own self reality against what I was hoping was going to happen might even be a louder voice in my own head than comparing against others. Yeah. Yeah. The optimism. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Surely I'll be able to get all of this done. Exactly. Yeah. Especially in the morning. Like if I'm making a to-do list in the morning, it's like the whole, I just have a different set of expectations. So I've often found that if I make a to-do list for the next day, the night before, it's a lot more reasonable because I'm tired at night, you know, and yes. I, I just experienced today. So I know how much I can actually get done. <laughs> it's a little reality check. <laughs> I find the same thing. I think it is a, an optimist problem. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what would you say to the mom struggling with that perfectionism and not managing to you know keep up with those internal expectations? Um, I mean, I think one of the things that's really helped me is realizing that the work, the messy middle, the, the messy doing of things, the progress, that's actually the work we're here for. You know, that's the work mm. we've been called to do. Mm-hmm. So we are ingrained with this idea of getting results, like getting the laundry done. I mean, then this transfers it probably happened all when we were going to school and growing up, right? This idea of like getting something done or having the finished product. But in our homemaking, I think it shows up as like, when all the laundry is done, when I get caught right. up on the laundry, like there's no such thing as getting caught up on the laundry because everybody's wearing clothes right now, you know, and so <laughs> you're never actually caught up. But the idea of like, well, I have a load of laundry that's been sitting on the family room couch for three days. So I'm 
not doing well with laundry or whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, homeschooling or any other piece of it, there's dishes in the sink or we're not where I wanted to be in math or whatever it is. Forgetting that that's actually the work. It doesn't mean I'm not good at it. It doesn't mean I'm a failure at it. It doesn't mean I'm not doing it as well as I was, I should be. It just means that I'm still needed here. This is the work. Yeah. And I think the best fight for myself against the idea of, against perfectionism or this idea of falling short of expectations that I have for myself or that I think others have for me is realizing that this is the work I'm showing up to do. And that it's never supposed to be done. It's just that it's so different than everything our culture screams at us all the time that um, I think it's really hard to constantly remind ourselves that this is what we're waking up today to do a whole bunch of work that will never be done. And that is exactly the good news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's every way to use. I mean, the first time I started thinking that way, I did it in a like depressing sort of way, you know, a very discouraged, like this is going to keep, it's going to keep being like this forever and ever. So, and that that just felt very demoralizing, Yeah, but you're exactly right to recognize that it's the laundry isn't actually the point it's serving and loving our family by cleaning some clothes. So they have clothes to wear so that you know, there's clean towels so we can be doing the work that we're supposed to be doing. It's really just setting the stage for the main action of life. The point of it all isn't to have a show home that is always clean and tidy. It's just to keep that stage set and functional for living our life together. It's like that. I think you're actually the one, Misty, that told me when my twins were first born, so you have six kids and three of them were one and under <laughs> for a couple of years there. And I remember telling you that I was frustrated at how every horizontal surface in my house was getting stuff put on it. And you said, well, I understand your frustration, but that is actually what horizontal surfaces are for. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. That is right. That is why you have a counter to put things on it. And then you can take them off and put them away. <laughs> but in my head, I was thinking I'm failing because there's stuff on the counter instead of uh-huh. like, that's the point of the counter. And when you're done, you can put them away. But the goal is not just to get the whole house clean. Cause that can happen after everyone's in bed, but all the living happens. Well, anyway, it's, it's uh, something I have to constantly remind myself of, but I also think the other thing, the other piece of that, I think is um, allowing myself to I don't know, do something in a small bit and do it imperfectly and let that be enough. So a good example of this, we're at Read Aloud Revival. I'm always reminding people that you can read aloud for like 10 minutes a day or so every other day. It doesn't need to be every day. That adds up to a ton. In fact, you could read the whole Chronicles of Narnia in a year doing it that way. But we tend to feel like I have to do, I have to like go gangbusters. Or this is me, at least is my personality. Mm-hmm. I've got to go gangbusters on this thing. I'm going to come up with like a plan and a color-coded chart or something <laughs> I can tick off and a goal, right? But even if we do it imperfectly and even if we do it kind of sporadically and not completely consistent, consistent, there's still good benefits happening there. So even if I'm not great at wiping down my own bathroom, this is a goal I have right now for myself is to wipe down our master bathroom while I'm brushing my teeth at night, because our bathroom gets to be an embarrassing state very quickly. (laughs) And I'm realizing it only takes like 60 seconds to wipe it down and throw some things away. And it looks a lot better. But Mm -hmm. um, even if I only do that half the time, I'm not failing. It's like that. Again, it's that expectation that we put on, I think ourselves. you yeah. do it about everything probably. Yeah. And not recognizing how much those small bits do really add up. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you make significant progress and you can keep a pretty good maintenance thing going 
um, you know, if your expectations are not totally uh, off the charts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, something like cleaning the bathroom feels like I don't have time to clean the bathroom. But mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say I don't have sixty seconds to wipe down the bathroom, <laughs> right? And so, um, but if I have this expectation that my bathroom has to look like it does in real simple magazine, then yes, that expectation is never going to be met. But if I, you know, know what, what's my bathroom for is to be used for all kinds of human things, then it's not the, um, yeah, it's again, it's like, it's remembering our purpose is to serve our people, not to have something that's a showcase. And I think the same thing's true in our homeschooling. You know, we can compare this. No one, no one's homeschool looks like the cover of a sunlight catalog. It can be very inspiring to look at, but as long as you remember (laughs) that that's not anyone's reality day to day, it can just be very discouraging to be looking at images and messages like that. And then you Mm -hmm. put your phone down or your catalog down or whatever, and you turn around and your kids have their math and their handwriting and Play-Doh all over the table. And somebody else is eating crackers on the carpet. And then you feel like taking apart their pencils. Why? Why? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. When we're thinking about all the things that are on our to-do list and our wish list as well, it is normal and natural to feel overwhelmed. But we don't have to give in to overwhelm when it hits us. If you're struggling with overwhelm, know that you're not alone and also that you don't have to live in overwhelm either. I have a free workshop all about handling overwhelm that I would love to share with you. So go to answeroverwhelm.com, all one word, answeroverwhelm.com to access the free workshop. Then stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Sarah McKenzie, where she shares some of her tips and tricks for managing time and expectations when it does seem like the to-do list is too long. And until then, repent, rejoice, repeat.